When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNDR Rams podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Michael, and I am recording live from the Circa Resort and Casino out in Las Vegas. First things first, before we jump into everything, I do want to shout out Circa. Really appreciate them hooking up DNDR in a major way. They helped us with Summer League. They have hooked me up with a really nice room here, and I am much appreciative, especially because it has been a brutally long day. Left Lakewood about 3 a.m., got to DIA. Security continues to be a disaster there. I used to kind of roll my eyes when people complained about DIA, but having to get up at 3 a.m. and drive 50 minutes to the airport and then go through that whole process, I kind of get it now. I do kind of get it. It's not great. But having said all that, let's keep the vibes up. I'm really happy to be here. Hopefully there's not too much background noise coming through. It is Vegas, obviously, so it is loud out here. But we had a chance to catch up with Patty Turner and Mo Kamara today. I'll be getting a couple of features out on that. We found out the preseason awards. I'm going to talk about that on the pod. I'm going to talk about my ballot. But uh, first thing, we got to talk about this latest CSU football commit. On Tuesday, Hidetora Hanada announced he'll be transferring to CSU. He is a sumo wrestling champion out of Japan. He'll be a walk-on that joins the program this fall. He'll have two years of eligibility remaining. What's really unique about Hanada, he's never played in an actual football game. He never even picked up the sport until 2022 when he tried out for the X League. There, he immediately made an impression. Uh, There's a really neat article from USA Today that references some stuff from the Japan Times, but it talks about from there how he uh, made the Japan national team. And it just kind of seems like he fell in love with the sport. He's trying to make the NFL. It's a really unique story. I mean, not every day that you have an all-world sumo wrestler. He won the All-Japan title in 2020. Um, He also won gold in the 2022 World Games in the openweight division. He's a Yakuzuma in sumo, which is the highest rank in the sport. This dude's a badass, and he's a really unique athlete, obviously, with a skill set that I think should translate. I mean, when you talk about having a firm base, being good with your hands and arms, I mean, to be a future defensive lineman, that's, that's perfect. You should be eating dudes alive out there. Like, could you imagine being a guard or a center and all of a sudden you have a sumo champ grabbing hold of you, throwing you around in the trenches? That sounds terrifying. Obviously, he's going to be raw as a prospect. He's only been playing the sport for a year and never played in an actual game scenario. The D-line is deep. I don't know realistically how much Ram fans should expect to see him on the field this year. But it's kind of a perfect situation because there's really no risk here. If it doesn't work out, you tried something unique. And it didn't work out. Oh, well, he's a walk-on. He'll go back to Japan. But if he does literally anything at all, it's obviously going to be a really cool story. It'll be really fun for the fans. But his ceiling with that athletic background, with those traits, I think it has a chance to be pretty high. I mean, this is why the staff is willing to take a chance on a kid like this. It's 
it's not that he obviously has all the experience or the resume or anything like that. It's that you can't teach that size, that strength. Guys with that type of body don't just grow on trees. And uh, frankly, if you're that strong, that agile, that mobile, and you have 10 years of football experience, you're probably going to end up at a P5. Shoot, I mean, even Hanada, the Japan Times, which USA Today referenced, both Texas and Ohio State were interested in him. Now his chance of getting on the field is going to be a lot better at CSU. That's not to say that the Rams don't have some dogs in that D-line, because they do. I think it's the deepest group on the team. But you're not going against four-star and five-star defensive tackle prospects, blue-chip, top 100-type guys. And considering he's going to come in as a junior, you've only got two years of eligibility, you know, going to a G5 makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a pretty heady decision by a player like Hanada. So many times in recruiting, these players get caught up in the allure, in the flash, in the hype, and they don't think about the substance that goes into the decision. Is this actually going to be best for me in my future? Am I going to be able to see the field here? Am I going to be able to develop? At CSU, he's going to have all those chances. Now, again, I don't know what he'll be in the end. I don't know what type of player, how much we'll see him, how productive, any of that. But when it comes to the recruiting trail, this staff is something else, man. They are leaving no stone unturned. They are going global. I think the official CSU football account made a we are really CSU global joke now, which is hilarious and true, actually, when you look at the uh, amount of countries that the players are, are from. I mean, obviously, Patty Turner coming over from Australia. You've got Jordan Noyes, the kicker from Utah. Well, he's a transfer from Utah. He's from England initially. But yeah, the game is changing. It's changing quickly. And I just really like the way that this staff busts their tail, man. So many coaches out there, they want ready-made players. They don't want to have to recruit that hard. And the staff is showing what you can do if you really do it the right way. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the preseason awards, the preseason all-conference team, CSU well-represented. I'll talk about how I voted, all of that fun stuff. But real quick, do want to shout out the homies over at Saturday Neon. It was a company started by two friends, former college roommates. And what they do is make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. Whether you're a diehard fan or a casual supporter, you're going to love the way these signs light up your space in green and gold. Saturday neon signs are made with high-quality materials that are backed by a two-year warranty. They're shipped with everything you need to mount and power and dim, so the sign is easy to install and operate. And what's really cool, they're officially licensed for 19 schools, including CSU. These things are great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms, basements, bar areas, obviously. Make a great gift. Go to SaturdayNeon.com, use the code DNBR for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. Also want to shout out the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. You know that we love Breck Brew at DNVR, and that's because they have a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some cold Breck Brew. They've been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Recently, I've been on a really big Palisade Peach Wheat Kick, and honestly, that's not really on brand for me. I was a little hesitant going in, like, peach, really? Huh? But man, these things are good. They're not too sweet. It's the perfect amount of tartness. They're really refreshing, just perfect for a hot set summer day, uh, chilling in the backyard, doing your thing. Whether it's the peach wheat, avalanche ale, or any of the amazing Breck variety, check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so real quick, I guess I'll just go through how I voted, then we will talk about how things actually turned out. But starting with the Offensive Player of the Year, 
I voted for Tory Horton. I think he is the best football player in the Mountain West, period. I think he's by far the best offensive prospect. I think he's going to have insane stats. I do think that traditionally this is an award that favors quarterbacks. So obviously the Rams are going to have to have more team success and he's going to capitalize in a major year. But I just think that with more help around him, he's going to benefit. Defenses aren't going to be able to shadow him over the top every single snap. Obviously, having guys over the middle is going to take some of that pressure away as well. And I just feel like if he's able to put up eight touchdowns and 1,200 yards in a season where he was literally the entire offense, the defense knew it, they're locked in on him. Imagine what he's going to be able to do in a more functioning offense. Anyways, he was my vote. He did not win. Instead, it went to San Jose State six-year quarterback, Chevin Cordero. He was also named first team uh, all Mountain West. I did vote for him over uh, Taylor Green at Boise State, despite the fact that Boise State is the preseason favorite. I picked them to win the league. It's really a, a difference in style there. I just think that Green's numbers aren't going to be quite the same as Cordero's, and that's because Boise under Avalos, they want to run the ball. They've got a couple of really stud backs. They want to lean on that defense. And I just think that's going to hurt him a little bit. Now, we'll see. He was awesome down the stretch, looked really good in conference play for the Broncos, really efficient. He's an athlete, but I've been impressed with his decision-making and the ability to process for a young guy. But I really would not sleep on Cordero if I were you guys. I think Brent Brennan is going to do a great job of scheming some things open for him. He's got Justin Lockhart back, one of the best receivers in the Mountain West. And after kind of leaning on that defensive identity the past couple of years, I really think it's going to be about the offense for San Jose State this year. They do have a really hard schedule, which is why I picked them to finish fifth, despite how much I like them. But it really would not surprise me at all if San Jose State is one of those teams that's in the mix when it's all said and done. They have the talent. I think Brennan is a great coach. I think he's a, a brilliant offensive mind. And I'm just looking forward to seeing how all that plays out. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, linebacker Easton Gibbs out of Wyoming. That is who I voted for. I do think you could make an argument for a couple of guys in the conference, including potentially Mo Kamara, who's in for what hopefully will be a really big year. But I also do think that Wyoming is going to be quite tough this year, and a lot of that comes down to the talent they have in that front seven. Gibbs is the heartbeat of that defense. He's going to put up 100-plus tackles, probably force some fumbles, a pick or two. I mean, he's just the, the next in what feels like an endless line of Wyoming linebackers these past couple seasons. The dude's a stud. I have no issues with him being the preseason defensive player of the year at all. I don't have any beef with Jack Browning, the San Diego State punter slash kicker, being named the preseason player of the year as well, just because it's unique being a kicker and a punter. That said... I was a little surprised that it didn't go to John Hoyland of Wyoming or Jonah Dalmas of Boise State. Both of those guys have been really solid the last couple of years. I voted for Dalmas just because I think that he's going to be in some pretty big games. It wouldn't surprise me if he knocks down a game-winning kick or two. It just feels like that's how it goes for Boise. But I'm not going to sit here and throw a tantrum over the preseason defensive player of the year. Who cares? All right, getting into the offense. Again, we've got Chevin Cordero at quarterback. That is who I voted for. The wide receivers selected are Torrey Horton and Justin Lockhart. Lockhart, obviously a former Nevada receiver, a Norvell guy. Encouraging, 2023. Both of the preseason all-conference receivers are Norvell guys, albeit one of them now plays for a different school. 
Um, at running back, we've got John Lee Eldridge, the third senior out of Air Force. He's got big shoes to fill, really big shoes to fill. I mean, he ran for like 600 plus yards last year, so it's not like he's a new face or anything like that. But no Hazeek Daniels, no Brad Roberts. It's all on you. He will benefit from playing behind a really experienced offensive line. Stylistically, Calhoun, you know, he's going to get his touches. No beef with that whatsoever. Um, it is not who I voted for. I went with George Halani of Boise State, Tylen Hines of Hawaii, but ending up with Halani and Eldridge, I think that makes sense. The big question for Halani, obviously, is just going to be, can this dude stay healthy? When healthy, he's looked like an NFL running back the last couple of years. Not that that's something you... <laughs> exactly want to be these days it seems like but when you consider that air force and boise should be two of the top teams in the conference their identity is going to be based upon running that football it makes a lot of sense that we ended up with halani and john lee eldridge the third but i'm telling you don't sleep on heinz timmy chang and that run and shoot offense they're they're gonna lean on it a little bit and they're gonna have to all right, at tight end, we've got Mark Redman of San Diego State, former Washington player that transferred over. He had a decent year last year, a couple hundred yards, a couple touchdowns. I actually voted for Dallin Holker, and I struggled because we haven't seen him in a CSU uniform, but I do think when you look at what tight ends have done in the air raid, obviously not last year, but Cole Turner especially, I think that there's a pretty good chance Hulker's numbers are the best in the conference for a tight end. I'm not saying he's going to have a Mackey Award type season, be Trey McBride or anything like that, but 500 plus receiving yards, multiple touchdowns would not shock me at all. I think it'll be Hulker, and I'm pretty confident in saying that, especially after everything we saw in the spring. I mean, he really came in here and hit the ground running. He's got great chemistry with Clay Millen. He's going to end up being the most productive tight end in the Mountain West in 2023. Having said all that, I don't really have any issue with him not being on the preseason team just because, one, we haven't actually seen him on the field in a Rams uniform yet. And two, I mean, last year, CSU got the preseason all-conference nod and, you know, with Tanner Arkin, it didn't exactly work out. So I'm sure there's a little bit of voter fatigue there. But when it's all said and done, it's going to be Holker. At offensive line, we've got Thor Pagalong, senior out of Air Force, Kate Beresford, senior out of Boise State, Mose Vaval, senior from Fresno State, Cade Bennett, junior guard out of San Diego State, and Frank Crum, senior out of Wyoming. I believe that's three tackles, a guard, and a center. You just got to vote on offensive linemen, so it doesn't have to make up a true O-line. I did. I voted for a center, two guards, and two tackles. That's just preference. Um... Mine was really similar. I did have Ben Dooley, the guard out of Boise State. I had Cade Bennett out of San Diego State. I had Cade Beresford from Boise. I had Frank Crum from Wyoming. And I had Jacob Gardner uh, for CSU. I guess I could have gone Moe's from Fresno over Gardner. But Gardner's a stud, and I hear really great things about him. He's really versatile. You know, he can play anywhere on the line. He's going to be the starting center this year. And I just have a feeling that he's going to really shine now that he hopefully you know, has a little bit more competent group around him. All right, let's move on. Let's talk defense. But when you get hurt, Bax and Schenker is here to help. Bax and Schenker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. No fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Bax and Schenker's won over $1 billion for their clients. Now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins, 
Baxenchenker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Baxenchenker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Baxenchenker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Baxenchenker wins. Also, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades and an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product. It's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every single pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. And what that means is if you lose or break your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because their team has your back long after you purchase. You can shop the entire collection at their brand new location in the Park Meadows Mall. Full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. Again, no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Cool, cool, cool. Let's talk about the defense, where there must have been a tie, because we ended up with five defensive linemen, 12 players total. But uh, we've got Peyton Zdroik, Air Force junior defensive lineman, stud. We've also got Mo Kamara, obviously. Devo Bridges, a senior out of Fresno State. Jordan Burdagnol, junior defensive tackle out of Wyoming. He was hurt a little bit last year, but he's a stud. And then we've got uh, Devon Harris, the defensive end out of Wyoming, had a big year the past season. Definitely not surprised that any of those Wyoming guys made it. That is who I voted for. Uh, my defensive line picks were Devon Harris, Wyoming, Mokamara, CSU. Jordan Bernagnol of Wyo and Peyton Zadroke of Air Force, all four are represented. Uh, Cole Godbout, I guess, would be the one that's a little surprising that he's not on there. But, I mean, somebody's going to get left off. That's just how it goes. At linebacker, we ended up with DJ Schramm of Boise State, Cody Moon of San Diego State, Easton Gibbs of Wyoming. Uh, we actually got to vote for four linebackers, even though only three make it. I ended up voting for all of those guys. I also had Lavelle Bailey of Fresno State. But really, I think that the front seven turned out fine, or I guess front eight, since we ended up with the tie. On the secondary, we've got senior safety Trey Taylor of Air Force. He's a stud. We've got junior safety Jack Howell, stud. And we've got defensive back Cam Stone at Hawaii, former Wyoming starter. And we've got sophomore corner E.K. Larson out of Utah State. Those are the four guys I went with. Have <laughs> no beef there. I really struggled on whether I should put Chigozi Anusium on there or not. I he was the fifth guy for me. Uh, Cam Lockridge actually, who led the Mountain Western interceptions, Fresno State corner was not on the ballot. I don't know if there's a story to that. Like I don't know if he is potentially not on the team. Sometimes we see stuff like that. Also, very well could have been an oversight. I would assume if it was an oversight that Fresno State would have brought that to the league and they would have corrected it, so I don't know. But I think we ended up with the right guys in the end. Howell and Taylor the most rangy, versatile safeties in the conference. Cam Stone is a stud. That's a huge loss for Wyoming. And Larson was really explosive last year. He's probably the best NFL prospect as far as corners in the Mountain West go. I think Chickie's an NFL corner too. I mean, it's been so long since CSU's had a corner that you could trust in man the way you can trust a museum. So that's to say, I think that the league got it right, especially on the defensive side. 
uh, punter. I voted for Aaron Rodriguez of New Mexico just because I wanted New Mexico represented. We ended up with Jack Browning of San Diego State. That's probably the right pick. Um, we ended up with John Hoyland of Wyoming, which is weird to me. I guess, I guess, no, it's not that big of a deal. I was going to say, why wasn't Hoyland the special teams player of the year then? But they went with Browning. Uh, Horton represented twice because he is also on there as a punt returner. Finally, we've got Christian Washington, the New Mexico a kick returner. Those were all the picks that I went for the most part. I did have Dalmas of Boise as my kicker. I had Aaron Rodriguez as my punter, but I did have the, the return guys. Honestly, for the most part, I really think that the preseason all-conference team turned out pretty solid. So big kudos to the voters. Don't have a ton of beef with the preseason projected order of finish. Whoever voted for UNLV to finish first should lose their vote, though. They're, they're projected ninth, and they got a first-place vote. So I want to know what asshat did that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Boise State, though, picked to finish first. Air Force second. Fresno third. San Diego State fourth. Boise received 28 first-place votes. Air Force two. Fresno got five, despite the fact that they're projected third. San Diego State got one. Then we have San Jose State fifth. Wyoming six. CSU seven. Utah State eight. UNLV nine. Hawaii ten. Nevada 11. New Mexico 12. You know, the top three, I think we're pretty locked in with Boise State, Air Force, and Fresno. Fresno, some questions about all the offensive guys they have to replace. I mean, Air Force, too, because he Daniels and Brad Roberts. That's like 3,000 yards and 50 rushing touchdowns you got to make up for. I think the bottom three are pretty set in stone as well with Hawaii, Nevada, and New Mexico. Now, you could kind of mix and match that order however you choose. But when I was filling this out, to me, I knew that the top three would be Boise State, Air Force, and Fresno, and I knew the bottom three would be Hawaii, Nevada, and New Mexico. It was just determining you know, how I wanted that to play out. The middle of the league is where things are really interesting to me. You know, San Diego State, San Jose State, Wyoming, CSU, Utah State, UNLV. You could give me any combination with those six, and I could see it play out in a variety of different ways. I personally voted Boise State 1, Fresno State 2, Air Force 3, Wyoming 4. I I have a lot of questions about this Wyoming offense, but I think their defense is going to be good enough to win them eight or nine games. I also think the Pokes have a really favorable schedule. I could see a situation in which Wyoming loses the border war but finishes ahead of CSU in the standings just because their conference schedule is a little bit more favorable. Uh, I've got San Jose State at 5, CSU 6, San Diego State 7, I'm fading the Aztecs this year, guys. I know that Jalen Maiden did his thing down the stretch, but I have a hard time seeing a converted safety be their savior at quarterback. I've got UNLV 8. Again, I don't I don't think they're going to be bad, but whoever voted for them first, that's insane. Utah State comes in at 9 for me. I just I feel like they've been fluky these last couple years, and they're, they're due for a down year. I've got Hawaii 10, Nevada 11, New Mexico 12. I am hoping that things work out under Danny Gonzalez. I just I have a hard time seeing it happen. That The lack of talent on that Lobos roster is rough. They are much improved at quarterback, hopefully. I have no idea who he's going to throw the football to. Maybe he can throw himself some touchdowns. But yeah, there's, there's a big gap, I would say, when it comes to the top nine and then Hawaii, Nevada, New Mexico, and I hate to say that because like Timmy Chang and Danny Gonzalez are two of the coaches I'm probably rooting the most for outside of CSU in this league. But yeah, that's what we've got for the preseason all-conference team. 
overall pretty solid, overall projected order of finish. Not a ton of beef with it, pretty similar to what I had. But I just want to thank the conference for finally letting me participate. It's a small thing, but it's something that means a lot to me. It does seem like the league gave a lot more people votes this year, which, you know, that kind of took away some of the excitement I had. But I earned it, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to take anything away from myself. Anyways, I am going to try and get some sleep. My brain is delirious. I am absolutely exhausted, but I'm going to have a ton of podcasts coming out in the next 24 to 48 hours. So keep your eyes on that feed. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to everybody that came out to the DMVR bar tonight for the young alumni event with CSU Alumni Association. We're planning all kinds of stuff with them in the future. So keep your eyes open. Much love, y'all. Peace. Probably never make it when you listening to that right now. I said we on now.